Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. NASCAR fans, welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, she is Tam. Hello. I hope you folks had a wonderful weekend. How was your weekend, Tam? My weekend was most excellent. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I watched a little TV here and there. The rain delay, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that threw me for a loop, but TV was good to me. Got a chance to catch some NBA action. Right on. Just TV. I don't know. What did you watch? (laughs) (laughs) I watched a little bit of NBA uh, as well. I'm not one of these people who just go off and go, ah, that that series is over. Ah, that's over. I like, well, uh, let me say this. I think this is pretty much what I thought was going to happen. I thought Golden State was going to win the first two games just because I figured the Cavaliers, they do look like a different team. And I know I talked about this last week, but I wouldn't have been surprised if Cleveland won at least one game. But I am surprised in the manner how they lost these first two games. I'm very disappointed in that team. I think the way that that team is played is just horrible. I mean, I never expected that team to play that bad. Honestly, Renee, I think the series is over. There is a possibility that Cleveland may take a game at home, but let's face it, there's no coming back from getting your butt whooped the way they did in games one and two. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty terrible. You know, this is not a NASCAR race where you can get penalized and maybe come back and win. No, it is over. LeBron is done. He's mad at himself. He's mad at his family. He's asking himself, why did I come back to Cleveland? There's a reason why Cleveland has not won a title, any type of championship since the 60s. Right. LeBron, what were you thinking? I don't know. I, I kind of understood why he probably went back to Cleveland. And I don't think it was all because of just to restore his... Uh, his good name, basically. Because yeah. he's a hated guy. Well, he is. And I know a lot of people that are just fans of the NBA and that sport probably look at LeBron and look at him as the Darth Vader of the NBA. Like, he's the bad guy and they want the other people to beat him. But I'm not like that. Like, I, I actually like LeBron and the fact that that... This guy has gotten back to the NBA Finals six times in a row. I think it's pretty amazing. And I was actually pulling for this guy uh, this year because he had a different team. And uh, last year, everybody, uh, pretty much, not everybody, but the main parts of that team were injured. It doesn't help it any that Kevin Love is now concussed. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's bring it into some NASCAR so, Renee, let's bring it back to NASCAR. So, I have two questions for you. Okay. One, really quick. Who is your pick to win the NBA championship? Okay, I'm going to say that Golden State is probably going to win this. Okay, and second question, and now we're going to get into some NASCAR. Who would you consider the Dark Vader of NASCAR? Now, you brought it up saying that LeBron was the Dark Vader of the NBA. Right. So, who do you think compares to LeBron in NASCAR. Okay, I right off the bat, Brad Keselowski comes to mind. Bad Brad? Bad Brad, yes. And okay. I would imagine that there's probably a lot of people that would agree with me. Brad is who he is. 
Uh, it's the way he races. It's the way he's always been since he started in NASCAR. So, you know, it's a it's an image that he's created for himself. I think Kyle Busch might have been that person, maybe. But I, Bad Brad has completely been that guy now. Okay, we're going to talk about Bad Brad a little later. But I do have one comment to make about Brad. I actually love this guy. But Brad reminds me of that nerdy student in chemistry that always has his hand up. He always has <laughs> something to say, always has a comment. Oh, 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 teacher, teacher, teacher. But this happened. But that's not right. Well, your formula is not right. I love Brad, but he gives me a lot of that <laughs> shut up and sit down I right know. now. Everybody else in the class is like, oh, my God, somebody punched this guy in the mouth, please. <laughs> Don't say that about my guy. No, no, I mean, I don't mean... But I know what you mean. Yes, it's like, like somebody okay. shut him up because we want the class to end and we want to get out of here. I totally get it. Okay, well, let's talk about the race. Let's talk about Poconos. Let's talk about the Tricky Triangle. Any observations? What did you think? I mean, obviously, we had the rain delay, so we were Monday racing. What did you think? I actually thought that even after the rain delay and once the cars got on the track and the race actually started to happen and then during the entire race to the end of the race, I thought we actually had a pretty good race. I thought it was actually entertaining. Uh, I want to uh, compliment all the fans at Pocono that actually stayed out there the extra day. Uh, I know that that's kind of tough to wait for a race, especially when it's not just delayed hours, but when it's delayed a whole day. I actually thought it was a pretty good race. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that race. Uh, what, what did you think? I have a confession. Uh-oh, here we go. I couldn't get into the Monday racing. It's just something about Mondays. Mondays are the one day that I don't even go to the gym because right. I work 24 hours, seven days a week. But on Monday mornings, I always think, get your mind right, get your body right. So even though I don't go to the gym, that's my thought process. So as I was trying to watch some of the programs that I usually watch on Monday, which is First Take, His and Hers, you know, some right. of the ESPN shows, I may bounce to Fox. Then the race came on and I was like, oh my God, I can't juggle all this and try to do work. So I watched the race. I caught most of the action, but I tuned out. But the great thing is there's a thing called DVR. So I DVR the race <laughs> and then I actually went back and watched it at a time that was more convenient to me. And I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I tweeted it was a little difficult to watch a Monday race and like racing is for Sundays. And I just could not get yes. my mind into watching a race on Monday. But ultimately, once I went back and watched it, you know, on DVR, mm -hmm. I was excited. I watched it the first time. I just, it didn't have all my attention. Right. Second time, it had all my attention. So I was able to see everything that I needed to see, including Kurt Busch win. Mm -hmm. Every race is about fuel strategy, but he really brought it in perspective the way he, he won. Right, you're, you're absolutely right. And I want to congratulate the number 41 car, Kurt Busch, for winning the Pocono race this past weekend or whatever, however you want to say it. I think most fans would actually agree with you, Tam, as far as like watching a race on a Monday. It's definitely a Sunday thing. This is a sport that is completely different than any other sport in this manner. We have football on Sunday 
Mondays. We have football on Mondays. We even have football on a Thursday. Which is a little too much. NFL, if you ever listen to this podcast, it's too much football. Um, actually, Sunday and Monday is it. I'm a guy, and I, there's never too much of football, Tam. I'm just going to go. Oh, be real. You don't like the Thursday. <laughs> I game. love football. You know what? Maybe if football was Monday through Monday, that would be too much football. But I have no problem with how it is right now with having it Sunday, Monday, and even Thursday. I'm okay with that. Thursdays, what I notice from from football, and not to get away from NASCAR fans, NASCAR NASCAR fans, but just just real quick, football on Thursdays. I can care less about watching it on Thursdays because usually I know that they have right, and usually they have like you know some two horrible teams playing, but it's okay. I I don't mind it because sometimes I I don't have anything else that I watch on Thursday specifically. It's not like I'm looking for a show or anything to do. But bringing it back to NASCAR, most NASCAR fans I think feel the way that you do, and when you're conditioned to watch a race on Sunday or even a Saturday. Because yeah, I don't like Saturday races either. Right, and that is one thing. But when you're conditioned for years, I'm watching a race on a Sunday. Monday, you have a certain schedule that you, you do. Everybody does. When you have a rain delay like this, and then you throw it in on a Monday, or even on a Tuesday, it's like, well, wait a minute. Now I have to to rearrange my entire life schedule to watch this race. That's what a diehard NASCAR fan yes, would do. Yes, exactly. Because speaking of rearranging the schedule, I like to go on a few of the message boards and, you know, kind of spy on what NASCAR fans are talking about. Right, right. And there were two NASCAR fans who said it was the perfect time to take a sick day. Ah, so they basically called in I sick. Like that. To watch the race at home. And one guy talked about how he watched the race from his phone. To me, there's just nothing like watching the race on Sunday. One thing I did want to go into, we mentioned the rain delays and we're talking about TV. Now how that ties in, if any of you guys watched, Fox played the replay of last year's race. Right. But guess what? Fox forgot to tell people it was last year's race. So what was happening? People were tweeting wrong graphics. Oh, wait, <laughs> Jeff Gordon is back racing because the number 24. Right. So people thought, one, either Jeff Gordon was back to racing or Fox made a mistake and said Jeff Gordon instead of Chase Elliott. Right. And you know, that morning I woke up and I went to go get something to eat. And I went down to a little sandwich shop and I'm walking in and I look up over at the monitor and there's like maybe about like three people in, in the place and I'm there with a buddy of mine and he knows that I watch NASCAR, but he's not a NASCAR watch watcher. But we I look up over at, at the TV that's up in the little sandwich shop and I see the race going on. And I'm like, oh, I go, the race is on. I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I, I almost totally forgot, you know? And then, and I look up. They, they're showing, the two, obviously, the 2015 race. Yes. And my buddy looks up, and he's like, oh, man. He's like, well, who's, who's winning? And I sat there, and I'm looking at it. And then at that moment, I see Jeff Gordon. I, I see the 24, but I see Jeff Gordon's name there. And I, and uh, one, one of the commentators, I can't remember who it was, mentioned, well, Jeff Gordon is. I'm like, well, Jeff Gordon? I'm like, well, wait a minute. I go, this has to be 2015, <laughs> I go because he's not racing anymore. <laughs> he's in the booth. And sure enough, 
I told my buddy that, and he was like, how do you know that? And, I, and that's why I told him. How do like, you know? Because you're a super NASCAR fan. A, absolutely. That's how you know. And then I just totally dismissed watching it, and then I just ordered my sandwich, right. and then we went about my merry way. But I totally understand what you're saying, like how people can get confused with just, you know, just a basic NASCAR uh, fan wouldn't know that right off the bat, but, you know, hardcore fans wouldn't know that easily right off the bat. Yeah. But, uh, you know, well, it, even the hardcore fans, people... some of them were a little bit confused. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you, I was up until the fact that I saw the 24 on the TV and I saw Jeff Gordon's name come up, and I'm going, well, wait a minute, Jeff Gordon, you know. Yeah, and... <laughs> no, no worries. He didn't jump back in the car. So, speaking of cars and wrecks, 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 my man Smoke got loose. And he took out Danica. Mm -hmm. But I almost felt like it was Smoke's fault, but it was Danica's fault because she's always <laughs> in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I tell you what, Tam. Smoke is one of these guys that you root for, I think, just because he's been in NASCAR business a very long time, not only as a race car driver, but as a, you know, owner of, of his own team. But listen, here's the thing. I think that's the last thing Tony Stewart needed. And what I mean by that is... He actually didn't have a bad car. He didn't he, have a bad car, no. and he was actually doing good. And he, this was, I believe, the best he's qualified. Yeah, season. absolutely. I think he was it fifth or sixth that he qualified. I think it was one of those two. I yeah, can't remember specifically, I don't but remember I know it was specifically. five or six. But he actually had a very good car up until that wreck. It, he was racing really well. He had a good car. I mean, his team was really helping him out, and the whole entire race was going fine. And then that wreck was just horrible. And yeah, I, mean, I, I think mean, that was just was, the last thing he needed. Yeah, well, I feel. Like like this guy's luck has to turn around we haven't mentioned our guy's name surprisingly yet we're halfway through with the show but martin truex luck turned around yeah and i'm convinced tony stewart's luck will turn around now very possible nascar nation and junior nation is hoping that dale jr's luck turns around yep. this guy he's always there as we've said on a previous episode what's the saying smoke but no cigar yeah yeah he's there but he's not there right you know but i thought junior nation was gonna lose it because he was right there on kurt bush yeah. for a second and, and then kurt said not today buddy right and that was pretty much that but good well, good yeah. job for dale coming in second at least yeah, I, I think you're right. Dale's luck could be turning around just as much as anybody else's has or is. The actual saying is close, but no cigar. Close, but no uh, cigar. Right, exactly. But well, in this case, way, maybe because right. we were talking about smoke, I right. felt the need to say smoke, yeah, but no go. cigar. It could mean that. But you're right. He actually could have won that race. Kurt Busch said, no, I'm punching my ticket into the chase this week, and you're going to have to wait. F so, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't understand. Why is it close, but no cigar? Meaning, because if you uh, won the race, or, no, or if you I don't won, understand the term. Then you get close the cigar. or no cigar. No, close but no cigar. It's close. I understand but no that, cigar. but why? Because if you if you win, then you get the cigar. You get to light up the cigar. Oh, uh, okay. I learned something. Sense? new. Yeah, you learn something new every day. That's right. But how? Why <laughs> isn't it close but no trophy? Uh, or close but no win? I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. Is that one of those when the fat lady sings? Yes, kind but of. But the fat sorta. lady usually can sing. Well, usually the bigger women can sing. That is correct. Oh wait, hold up. Let's let's 
We don't mean anything by that. Oh, yeah, so we are totally not making so fun of. If you're so PC correct, calm down. Right. Calm exactly. down. <laughs> We're just making an analogy. Yeah, I'm just trying I to understand these old school terms. Right. And we didn't come up with these these sayings. They've been around for a long time. It wasn't like me and Tam made up the fat lady sings, and that we didn't make that up. We're just trying to make an analogy. So okay, back to some NASCAR. Back to some NASCAR. Where, where exactly. we get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> but okay. either way it goes, going back to Junior. I, I would have had no problem with Junior winning that race. I wouldn't have no problem with anybody winning that race specifically, but it would have been nice to have seen Junior win that race. But, hey, he's getting closer, and uh, you're right. He's always there. Harvick is always there. I don't Shoot. remember hearing Harvick's name that much. Uh, no, I mean, but throughout this entire yeah. season, Harvick has been But there, Harvick but... has a championship. <sighs> yes. So there's a difference. So speaking of champions, mm -hmm. your boy... Okay, here we go. Kyle Larson. Yep. <laughs> he won a race. He won the Xfinity race. Yes. And guess what? He won the rain delay race. And he actually was on camera saying he hoped it rained. Yeah. Now, you know, I guess you take a win any way you can get it. But is it fair when it's only 52 laps out of 100? Well, it's half the race. And I... I, I would so have, you're saying a win is a win. A win is a win. And I had a feeling that people would probably go, okay, well, you know what? It, it's not a, a real win. Like, there's an asterisk there. Like, when the San Antonio Spurs that year beat the New York Knicks, remember? And it was, I think they had a, um, what do you call it, a strike season. And then some people were saying, oh, well, that's not a real win because it was a strike-shortened season. And it's just an asterisk by the San Antonio Spurs' NBA championship. But then that was back a long time ago. And and then look how many championships the San Antonio Spurs okay. won. But I know sometimes people do that. And in this case, I know that they probably would put an asterisk next to Kyle Larson's win. But you know what? A win is a win. I think Kyle Larson is a good enough driver. He will win another race more than just one race and really solidify okay but that was real that winner. was the xfinity race. right that is so correct. let's bring it into cup series okay and our ongoing debate that will probably last until the end of the season our kyle larson versus chase elliott debate Kyle may have won the Xfinity race, but he still hasn't won a cup race. And to our question, our first episode, who is going to win a race first, Kyle Larson or Chase? We all know that Renee went on record as saying Kyle Larson will not win a race before Chase. Each week we ask Renee the same question. So we have to ask again now, do you still stick by your prediction? That Kyle Larson will not win a race, race? before Chase Elliott? Yes. Yes, I'm going to stick to that. Okay. I'm going to stick to it. Okay. And look, look what happened at Pocono. Chase Elliott was there. He well, was Chase, the Chase placed fourth. Yeah. He blames himself for not winning, which he, he was there. Yeah. You had Kurt Busch in first. You had Junior in second, Bad Brad in third, third. and Chase was right there. Was in between mm -hmm. Bad Brad and your boy Logano. Yeah. Guess where Kyle Larson plays? Uh, I think he just missed the top 10. He would think he was number he 11. He was number 11, there correct. That is correct. So okay. we'll see how that plays out. That Which is, is shaping up. You know, it's interesting, too, because we pit them against each other like they're both rookies when, in fact, Chase is a rookie and Kyle yeah. Larson isn't. 
Now, I think next year it'll be great to put them against each other because, let's face it, unless something changes, Chase is going to win Rookie of the Year. So next year we'll have two Rookie of the Years going against each right, other. Right, that is correct. Okay, we have to jump in and talk a little bit about the whole R&D Center. We talked about it last week. We had a few fans and a few listeners jump in about our comments on the restarts and how we felt about just racing and the R&D Center. This week, the R&D Center proved to be what it is, what we don't like about it. We had Greg Biffle's crew chief being suspended. We had Kurt Busch's crew chief being suspended, as well as A.J. Amadinger. Greg was penalized 15 points, and the team was served a $15,000 fine. Mm -hmm. A.J. Amadinger and Kurt Busch, their teams were also fined. Their fine was $20,000. At the end of the day, it's getting a little ridiculous. Kurt Busch ended up having a last laugh because, yeah, his team was penalized 20,000 points, but mm-hmm. guess what? He went and won. How about that? Take that, yeah. R&D Center. Take that. Yeah, and he won with a, um interim crew chief, which I think is fantastic. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. You're right. He did have the last laugh. And I understand that that NASCAR needs uh, to have these rules and regulations and stuff like that. To add on to that, we could throw in, obviously, what happened with Brad Keselowski and the penalty that he got. But going back just to the crew chiefs in general, and we'll get to to the Brad Keselowski thing in just a moment. But uh, going back to the crew chiefs, I think I don't want to take away of how important crew chiefs are. Because when you can create a chemistry and a a relationship with a, a specific guy, that is your crew chief, I think that means the world to you, not just you as a driver, but to your team, because then everybody is um, all on the same page. And I think it works well while the driver is driving. He trusts his crew chief and his crew chief trusts his driver that he's going to do exactly what he's telling him and that the driver is going to trust everything that his crew chief is telling him you know regardless of what the situation is whether whether there's a wreck or whether there's a caution or whether you know take let's take for a perfect example kurt bush that whole thing towards the end about saving gas yeah how phenomenal was that you know he's telling kurt like this is what you got to do to save this gas yeah and kurt kurt went with it he and and look how it paid off it was it was awesome so going back to the Kislowski thing, and for you fans that know, and if you don't know, I'll just kind of explain this real quick of what happened. Brad Kislowski, the number two car, was penalized during the race at one point when he came into pit road. And there was one of his crew members that was shown seeing whether it was purposely done, accidentally done. He leaned in shoulder first, making a dent in the car. There was an official there, a NASCAR official there that saw that and I I guess after the number two car left pit road, penalized him, and obviously Brad Keselowski was a little irked. Even though he rallied to come back and finish third, I thought was actually kind of awesome. Kind of tells you what kind of a talented race car driver this guy is, and it tells you the quality of the car that he had, that even though he got penalized for this, he still made it and finished third. But this played even further out with Jeff Gordon up in the booth making some comments about what happened during that pit stop on the number two car. Now, we all know the history that Kislowski and Gordon have going back to Texas a couple of years ago in the fight. Now, uh, 
<laughs> Even though Jeff Gordon is not racing anymore, it probably still doesn't help the fact that he had something to say about it. And if you don't know what transpired with the whole Jeff Gordon thing, basically Jeff Gordon was referring that the penalty the number two car got was the identical penalty that he got in Las Vegas, which was actually not the correct penalty that he got for body modifications. He actually got penalized for speeding off of pit road. Either way it goes, Jeff Gordon making those comments about Brad Keselowski's car didn't help matters any. So Brad Keselowski, after the race, had a few choice words about Jeff Gordon mentioning that yeah. during the telecast. I mean, I guess it comes down to whether or not somebody who has ties to the sport or has an interest. We all know Jeff Gordon owns a part of the number 48 you know he made the comments but honestly i don't think he made them in anything other than making conversation while live on air or trying to explain to the fans at home this is what happened if you recall this happened i'm not mad at brad either for being upset because no, then there could be an issue we've had other situations where you have uh, brad doherty you have even mikey before this season was a driver slash owner. Yeah. So Brad went on and I actually I'll read his quote. He says, that's because Jeff Gordon is in the booth. They need to get some people that aren't inbred to the sport and own teams and have internal knowledge because that is pretty crappy. It is what it is. He also went on to say, it's not that I don't like Jeff Gordon in the booth. It's just that you need to have people in the booth that don't own teams or have commercial interests to the sport because they say things that are very biased. Unquote. So Yeah, unquote. So with that being said, Bad Brad has a point, but I don't think Jeff was being malicious. Let's not forget and lose sight. This is Jeff's first year in the booth. So he's going to say things and make mistakes. And maybe this was a mistake. I don't know. You, you guys tweet us and let us know your thoughts. We have a couple of our diehard listeners. You guys, I'm mm -hmm. sure, will comment once we post the show. Tell us what you think. Yeah, and I think all of us can agree on one thing that I understand what Koslowski is saying. It comes down to one word, conflict of interest. I totally understand that. It's just like any other sport, NBA, NFL. When you watch an NBA game, uh, when you watch an NFL game, whether it's regular season or playoffs or the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, you have these former players of Barkley, Shaq, Kenny the Jet Smith, uh, you have Michael Irvin, you have all these other guys that have played the game, but none of them own any any stock in any team. Like maybe they might have played for a specific team before, but they don't own half the team. They don't own any players. You know what I'm saying? It's just that you're getting their opinion, and I'm sure the networks tell them not to be so biased, especially if their team is playing. But as a former player of a team, I know sometimes that you just kind of like, you have a biased uh, opinion yeah. about it. I mean, because it's your experience. Right, and, and yeah. it's a personal thing that you feel like, hey man, I played for the Dallas Cowboys all these years, and I love the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I will always be a Dallas Cowboys uh, diehard fan, and I don't mean that specifically because actually I am a real... Yeah, I was going to say, you are a diehard Cowboys fan. Cowboys but fan. It's, it's, uh, I understand how, how, how hard it is for these former players to do that, but in NASCAR it's different because... Uh, not that it's different, but I understand Brad Keselowski's argument here. And he's got a legitimate argument. Well, Jeff apologized. He actually tweeted that it was his mistake for comparing Brad's 
Las right. Vegas Speedway incident to the incident at Poconos. So it is what it is. I mean, I I see both ends of it. Right. We're not going to take sides. Right. And if you don't know this already, all the drivers know this that even if they even if you ran into the wall, even if you bumped the wall, any little dent in that car is going to give you a little bit of an edge. Exactly. You know? But when you see that on pit road and it appears that it was intentionally done, then you have to go, okay, so I understand why NASCAR and the officials made the ruling as they did, and you know what, and that's just the way that the rules are, and Keselowski and his team had to deal with it. So, with that being said, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Since we're talking about comments, we'll switch it from driver analyst comments to our fan comment of the week. Okay, you got this, a good one there? Yeah, you know, this fan comment of the week actually comes from our Instagram. And if you guys aren't, we're going to tell you what we tell you every week. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat. We're at Turns No Breaks. Again, that's Turns No Breaks. This comment comes from a video that we posted of your favorite driver, Danica Patrick. (laughs) So I was digging through my archives and I had some footage of Danica doing a pit stop, I believe, last year at Michigan. But nonetheless, she was still driving that ugly green yeah that go daddy, go daddy car i thought it was a cool video so like i posted it on instagram my, like just throw some paint on my car and let's just type go daddy on there and let's go yeah so i posted it on instagram <laughs> the interesting thing is maybe a day or two prior to posting the video i post a question does danica help or hurt female drivers and if you recall from the last show and if you don't go listen right now available on soundcloud and itunes We spent a little bit of time talking about whether or not Danica set back female drivers. So right on the heels of me posting the question on Instagram, I posted this video. So getting into the comment, one of our commenters, uh, her name is at MSMichelle48. So clearly she's a Jimmy Johnson fan. Her comment was, boo, as in boo, women don't belong in cup. The most famous words changed from gentlemen start your engines to Adam Shantler was the best one, perfect voice for it. Now it's drivers start your engines. Frankly, I hate it. Go back to Indy. You'll never win in cup. Okay, I can read. The comment is just worded a little funny, but I'm sure you guys got what she was saying. She's basically saying women don't belong in cup. And she was a little bit upset that the famous words, gentlemen, start your engines was changed. And, you know, she made reference to funny guy, Adam Chandler. Once she left that comment, some people said what they said, but there was one commenter who got straight to the point and said, shut up. We're not going to tell her to shut up because we all have opinions. I mean, if you listen to a half an hour of me and Renee, you already know we have lots of opinions. Right. And yeah, I think and listen to our past podcasts, you'll know what our opinion is about Danica Patrick specifically. So we're not Danica haters. We're just saying we're not Danica fans. Okay. With that being said, I will comment to this comment and I will add an opinion. I think I'm going to side with the king. And that is the king being Richard Petty. I don't know if Danica will ever win a race. Maybe it'll be a Kyle Larson situation where it's 52 laps. Who knows? I mean, when is the last time Danica led a lap? Okay, exactly. You can't even remember. I'm just going to leave it at that. 
Okay, so that's our crazy, or we we won't say crazy, but that's our fan comment of the week. And we are going to get into some race predictions for Detroit, D-Town, Motor City. Here we come, Michigan. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Who you got, Renee? You know what? The way the season has uh, played out this year and uh, since the All-Star race, Truex and then now Kurt Busch winning. I'm almost just crazy just to yell out Casey Kane's name for some Casey reason. Casey Kane. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm being you guys funny. can't You guys can't see <laughs> us right now, but I'm shaking Renee like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm As Michael I'm okay. Jackson would say, Eddie, are you okay? Are you okay, Eddie? <laughs> I'm okay. Renee, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I was just kidding. I don't think Casey Kane is going to win. However, I am going to go out and I'm going to say, I think Kevin Harvick might win this one. I don't know why. I know he's been there all season long. I think I just feel a Kevin Harvick win coming. If I had to pick a dark horse, I might say Kyle Busch. I just feel like a Kyle Busch win also might be coming. But I think I feel more more leaning towards a, a Kevin Harvick win than I think anything else. Well, I mean, Kyle could be on the rise. I mean, he's already in the chase, but... That guy was knocked out of the last three races. He mm-hmm. had to go to the garage. So you, you could be on to something with either or. Mm-hmm. So as you guys know, I always like to give you a little history before I give you my predictions. Let's look at history. In 2015, Kurt Busch took Michigan. He took the trophy. Jimmy Johnson in 2014. Greg Biffle in 2013. And junior in 2012. And that was the Michigan race in June. The Michigan race that is later in the season, we had Matt Kenseth, a name we haven't heard in a while. He Mm -hmm. won in 15. Jeff Gordon, who's no longer racing, won in 2014. Well, he definitely ain't going to win this one. Okay. And Logano won in 2013. And Greg Biffle won in 2012. So on that... Taking out my heart and thinking with my brain and facts, I think I am going to go with drum roll. Da, 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 da. I kind of already know who you're gonna say. Who am I gonna say? Then you're gonna say Greg Bimble. No. Okay. All right. But you know what though? <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm I'm rooting for this guy because he's not in the chase yet. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not. He's not in the chase. No, I was actually gonna go for Jimmy Johnson with oh, Kurt okay. Busch being my dark horse because there is a possibility. You know, Kurt got a swag back. Very you know? possible. I Very mean, possible. It, he's my dark horse, but I root for Greg Biffle. Then I root for Junior. I root for oh, Tony. Hey guys, I'm a lover of the sport. If I was in Las Vegas placing a bet, I would just be standing there. I think I would bet on everybody yeah. because I'm I'm a lover of the sport. Yeah. So I am on record with Jimmy Johnson as my number one. Okay. And Kurt Busch as my... Dark Horse number two. Yes. And then Greg Biffle just because... Biffle, Biffle, Biffle. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Well, I heard you say Biffle's name a couple of times there in the wins and in, in the yeah. at Michigan. So it's very possible that Biffle could win this race. He needs to punch his ticket into the chase this year. And I, and I know he doesn't have a win, but it'd what? be nice to see a Greg Biffle win. Yeah, I, it would I, be I nice would, to see I a would, junior I win. Would, oh, it would definitely be nice to see a junior win. Every fan across the country uh, in NASCAR would love to see a junior win and punch his ticket because he doesn't. No, he. 
hasn't won a race this season. No, he's yeah. been second. Yep. So, uh, Junior, if you're out there, uh, please uh, not not only help yourself and your team out, but uh, help out NASCAR, out NASCAR Nation. Yeah, yeah, NASCAR Nation. Give us something to root for. Yeah, it was definitely a Dale Junior Earnhardt fan. Do it, do it, do do your thing, Junior. Anyway, that'll wrap up this week's episode of All Turns No Breaks. Please check us out every week and check us out on our social media. Tam, give our social media out to all our listeners. Okay, once again, we are at Turns No Break on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, all that stuff. Very soon we'll be on the track and we'll give you some live updates from the track. If you want to catch up with me, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at I am sincerely Tam. Again, that's I am Sincerely Tam, and Renee can always be found on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at It's Renee Garcia. That is correct, and um, all my Twitter handles and uh, all my Snapchat and Instagram handles are the same, so please, there's no reason why you can't find me. Find me on Facebook as well. I'm on every social media you can think of, but most importantly, please listen to our show, All Turns No Breaks, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. For me and Tam, thank you once again for listening to our show, All Turns No Breaks, and we will see you again next week, or we will hear you again next week after Michigan. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 